Welcome back, y'all. It's your boy. Bye. We are back on the You Know What It Is podcast, man. I got Miles Little Chris Crook sitting on the couch, man. How y'all doing? I'm blessed, man. I can't complain. Last night was the Hip Hop and Poetry event yes, at uh, the Brooklyn Bowl, hosted by Mike Xavier, man. That shit was amazing. Yeah, it was. Number one, you set that shit off, man. You set the motherfucking tone for the night. Appreciate that shit you, was fire. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, that shit, Miles. That's what I do, man. I'm not no, no cocky shit, man. That's my, that's my home on that stage, man. Yeah. So appreciate you, man. Thank you for coming out and supporting, man. I saw it, man. I saw the, I saw how composed you were on the stage. I saw how you, you know went about your your stage presence was was very evident you, you know you, you it looked like you've been there before so uh kudos to you on even being a part of that i appreciate um going and seeing you know artists live you know i haven't really seen like any major artists live and shit like that mm-hmm. just for me i like seeing the local artists live that shit is that shit is lit um in a different way appreciate you. you know what i mean seeing motherfuckers come out and actually support is cool as fuck mm-hmm. um i had a question how do you actually get onto that? Because as you heard, man, the guy Chris Crooks is phenomenal. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? So it's like, what are the prerequisites to getting on, you know, shows like that? Man, I mean, or at least that one. Personally, I, I got it. Obviously, you got the end. No, I mean, I mean, Mike, Mike hit me up. I mean, like it just he he knew enough about me to know that uh, you know, I'm somebody that he wanted for that stage show. So I don't. I don't know what's in his mind, but he's definitely the plug. Add Mike Xavier music, man. That's who you got to hit up for. But um, yeah, I don't have, <laughs> I don't like, have do answers guys, on that. Do you guys, do you guys have to have like a certain amount of like, <clears throat> like um? It's not a followers thing. Not a it's following. not a songs thing. It's not, not a, a no, no videos or anything. It's just having a conversation with the right person. The right, person got you. Exactly, networking. It's true networking. You know what I mean? That nice. came from handshakes and actually getting to know somebody in a few years of of history with him. Yeah. So. I think that's the way it should be, in my opinion. You got to ask these questions. I yeah. understand. I got you. I got you. So, um, next week, are you going to actually go to the San Diego event? I will be there. I will be there. My man Vic Smith going to be there, and uh, Randy going to be there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah the whole Jerry FCC. the Black. Jerry the Black going to be there. Man, I didn't see the whole lineup yet, but I know the whole FCC, MG crew is going to hit our, hit our asses down there and, uh, sure. you know what I mean, enjoy Support, the weekend yeah. down there, man, and tap Shout in with out, everybody, man. You going too, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will be you down in there. I'll be in the city. I'll be back home in Ohio next okay. week. So y'all, y'all definitely going to rock out in my honor. Of course. Man, of so, course. And then we're going we gonna to touch the stage. And once we touch the stage, it's, uh, I see y'all be having that live band activity. Mm-hmm. I love doing like live bands. I've done an entire acoustic set before. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely that's some shit that I enjoy. Um, and when you a rapper and like performing with like the actual drum instead of like the actual the, the drum from the beat it's mm-hmm. just a whole different feel it's a whole different vibe and it allows you to get in a certain bag to where if you really know how to rap if you know how to perform you can make that a part of it and accentuate it more than it can mess you up because i've seen acoustic and drum sets fuck somebody up some mm-hmm. people need that 808 you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like if you know what you're doing up there it's it's, it's a good situation and you know i mean y'all everybody that's working and everybody that's a part of that band is vastly talented so yeah. i don't doubt that that's 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 an amazing situation to be in you know the thing too man is uh because of we were watching from the uh from the upper deck me and some of the band members my man vic was watching and we're like man what i see because i studied i studied these shits like like homework mm-hmm. and i realized watching people go up that yo this is really truly it's poetry night so you don't like you talking about stage really. My whole goal was like, you know what, I'm gonna sit right there, I'm gonna be center stage, I'm gonna be calm, and y'all gonna let my lyrics do the talking for me. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's just... You got to be able to read the room to know what kind of night that's going to be. To exactly. Know, okay, I don't need to do a, I don't need to be all in your face. I don't need yeah. to be a rapper about it. I need to just... I'm going to give you the energy. I'm going to let my band carry what they carry. Let them mm-hmm. have that. And, you know what I mean? I'm going to move out the way when it's time for them to just go to solo shit. And, you definitely you know, let man. them go. Noise, you know, noise, noise always kills it, man. It's crazy, man. Noise always kills it. Yo, and that's the beauty of him and, and working with us is that some producers are beat makers. Right. Some producers are musicians. Okay. He's a band geek. You know what I'm saying? Is like, there a difference just, between a beat maker and a musician? 100%. Yes, because he's he's a music director. Okay, gotcha. You know what I mean? He knows all these different uh, uh, guitar players and bass players and keyboard players and other drummers to where if he didn't have to play the drums and it wasn't his set, he could sit back and just quarterback the whole thing. Right. As opposed to being somebody who just goes on splice, gets a sample, gets a drum pattern, and... You know what I mean? Exactly. So, no, it, it's definitely a big difference, man. It's, uh, it's an honor to have that kind of man to quarterback it for us. Yeah. So, to where all you got to do is just do my thing. All I got to do is get up there and rap. I don't got to worry about trying to quarterback it. a producer versus a beat maker, because like you said, some niggas download programs and then Copy and paste. And send it to your email. And then I enjoy being, I've had the blessing of being in the, in the studio with producers who ain't afraid to be like, nah, bro, do that over. Or, nah, bro, say it like, like, come from this place more. And, I, I mean, I, I attribute everything to being, like, a like an athlete just because I love sports so much. But, like, it's really just, like, you got to be willing. You got to be coachable, bro. Right, like, that's fact. You got to be coachable. You know what I'm saying? We the niggas with all the sauce. Everybody want to talk and, like, hang off our every word. That's all cool. But you got to be able to listen to somebody that's going to take you out. Hey, bro, mm-hmm. you could have really shot. You could have looked for that pass instead of shooting. You could have, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you apply that to everything you're doing. So now it shows in every part of the song, every part of the rap, every part of the beat, everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not just accent like the joint you just heard. I'm not just accentuating myself. I'm accentuating amazing production. So mm-hmm. it's like I have to aid that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely a difference. When it came to putting together the actual band, like, because um, I seen, you know, Amari's now the keyboard player. Mm. So when it came to doing, you know, picking who is going to be these key players, these mm. key pieces, wh- wh- who who put together noise. that? That's all noise. All it's noise. always been all noise when it comes to that band stuff. Gotcha. Um, one thing I did talk to him about that he's pretty hype about is that this is one of the times he gets to, because he made all the beats that I performed on too. So being able to have the tracks and strip them down to what you need to just... Full access. Exactly, to really have full access to the capability of what the band does. So he... He did that recruiting of, of, of Amari. That's him networking. That's him. I don't know Amari like that. I met him once or twice, but yeah, you know, I mean, apparently they're, uh, yeah, I mean, they had a connection and it worked out. We were backstage. All they were doing, we're talking about music theory. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's the shit y'all can talk about. That's, that's, like that's Spanish to me. See, yeah. Like anytime that I've sat in here or mm-hmm. even seen him working, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He seems like he's a smart dude and yeah. like he got, he got a good head on his shoulders and he definitely. I, when I hear the shit that he's able to do with, mm-hmm. with these guys, I've only really heard him work with Chris. I heard him work with Ken, too. But, um, no, all of that yeah. shit is fire. Uh, uh, and putting them two together? Yeah. That's like magic. Whenever I explain who Amari is to people, I, I don't like to compare people to people and all of that, but, like, I've watched Amari work in so many different capacities that I truly view him as, like, a, a baby, like a baby Quincy. Quincy Jones, baby, yeah. Baby Stevie, baby whatever, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, how bruh hears music, yeah. how, like how he rips in and shit and just gets lost in things. That's a person that really loves them 12 notes, bro. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he brings that out. I've watched Amari do it in me. I watched him do it in countless artists that I've seen him work with on the production side, on what he's able to bring with instrumentation, everything. Amari just is able to bring his love for music out of people who love making music. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to make you do something different. Not on purpose, but because it's that intricate. You know what I mean? So that's who Amari Amani is definitely when you want to talk about like sound. So he's a he's an engineer, right? He engineers, he produces, and then at the same time, I don't know how many instruments this nigga play. You know what I'm saying? I've seen him break out a saxophone. He's been in L.A. I woke mm-hmm. up. I, I need to see that because that's my favorite instrument. I, I've seen him break out that's a sax. You play? Hell no! But he, ever he's since I heard it, sax on a record that we've done before. It's not out, but like he'll mm-hmm. just play sax. Or I woke up in L.A. Oh man, what's that sound? I feel like fucking. You know what I mean? The king is a moon to waking up. I just hear piano keys playing somewhere mm. in the house. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? But, like, he, he really does that. Um, You know that record on purpose I have? Yes. Amari. Okay. Amari produced that mm-hmm. record. Yes. And we recorded that in, in L.A. when I just woke up and heard the piano. Like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? But, like, homie's really that. And he's been playing the piano since he was, like, three. I'm exaggerating, but definitely since then. <laughs> so, yeah, he's amazing at that. Hey, sure. Another dope thing about Amari from rehearsal. Because I, I got that sense from as well that he's used to, you know what I mean, quarterback and everything. Sure. So for him to get to where now it's like, hey, noise is quarterback and all you got to do is be the shooter. Word. You don't got to worry about the play calling and the defense and the switching. Like, all you got to do is sit up there and just be a spot-up shooter. Carmelo. Hearing that boy play the keys at rehearsals and just being able to freestyle with along with what we got going on and, and set the move for us, like, that's amazing. Yeah, man. And he's versatile as a, fuck. A vast area, knowledge of just music itself mm-hmm. to even be able to dig in that kind of bag. To be versatile. The shit cut out? I'm glad everybody no. was able to link up and get that shit going. Yeah, it's just that wire. Okay. It's a little right. whatever, but uh, you fine. Okay. It ain't bothering me. But. Um, shout out to Mari. Shout out to Mari for sure. Um, he also wh- mix, he's mixed and mastered and recorded this entire next project we're doing and mm-hmm. the single we're dropping tomorrow. <laughs> Bro, get ready for tomorrow, man. Set sure. y'all reminders, cause some fe- some fucking heat is coming, man. Which one you dropping? Uh, we dropping Tim Tag tomorrow, produced by Amari. Oh, excuse me, produced by Khrushchev. Okay. And then mixed and mastered by Amari, engineered. So yeah, we work. And then we gonna have a project coming shortly after, which I'm gonna be back on. Yeah, I was just about to say, did you want to talk about that today, or we could just do that later? We can talk about that for sure. I want to hear about it, man. What's the project, man? Um, the project. My bad. Watch out, Vari. What y'all? <laughs> you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. This nigga Vari in the building. my motherfucking job, man. You know what it you is. You know what it is, damn it, man. Oh, God. Let us know about that. Me and Miles Lowe having this. You feel me? Grown man convo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to let the rappers talk. Which I wanted to talk to you about some shit that we're going to get to later. Okay. But um, the project... Weight games. I don't think I've said the name anywhere publicly, but it's on the You Know What It Is podcast today. We're dropping a project called Away Games. Okay. Um, I heard it here first. Exclusive. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought you was making sounds. But oh, like, no, nah, I'm, yeah, I'm good. We're dropping the Away Games project, man. That's coming this this spring. I'll say spring by the, for the seal into that. And that's been a composition of recordings for the last, like, three to six months, really. I've gotten the habit of making fresh music for projects because mm. I've also... I know what it's like to hold on to shit too long yep. and, you, and it not be something you even end up using. Mm-hmm. So now I've just, I've gotten to a point to where I'm able to just, I've also feel like I've gotten sharpened enough with my sword to where I can just apply that to certain things mm. and I can just put myself in place. So 
away games is just kind of like me culminating what this whole last year of my life has been, man. I uh, moved 2,000 miles away and came out here mm. from Ohio. So just came up on a year anniversary of that. And then I was just like, man, I've been playing the biggest away game of my life. You know what mm. I'm saying? Um, some niggas don't perform well when they're not home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've seen people win championships at home. You know what I'm saying? It's bittersweet, but we've seen them lock in and do it. Feeling like I've been playing the biggest away game of my life consistently is what got me to that point. Only having to be out here with just myself, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And really, like, um, I didn't come out here, meet Vari and everybody, and say, hey, man, I do such and such and such and such back home. You know what I'm saying? I came out here and I just did whatever mm-hmm. I did and I performed at that high level to where then I get that esteem and then I get that respect. So I, it's, I just feel like it's, it's a mind state you take everywhere you go for people who done made a big move like I have or. Maybe you moved around a lot when you was a kid. Personally, I did. I hate moving. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. like, if you just know what it's like to, like, bar is somebody who done been around the world, man, I just, he knows what it's like to have to be so far away from everything he knows that you just got to focus on yourself. And that's what that embodies, man. We all out here just playing away games. Do you feel like you attribute a lot of uh, what's going on on this album, the way that it feels to, like, how, Le- like, because LeBron's your favorite player, right? Yeah. So do you feel like, you are LeBron in this situation. You know what I mean? He had to leave to go get the ring. Mm-hmm. Then he had came back and came and got the ring. You know um, what I'm saying? And then he's still, you know, yeah. still traveling, doing this thing. Uh, sports being what it is and being how important it is to me and I'm sure thousands of millions of other kids around the world is like you get those pillars of just like people that you respect in that regard. And also just growing up three hours away from where Brian from. I'm right. from Cincinnati. He's from Akron. Different, different city, but the state and, and the grind is still the same. So just like being able to witness that, no pun intended, and like also just like single parent household stuff like that, man. You connect with a player differently the same way you just. You know what I mean, everybody got that. I felt like that about Ye. You know what I'm saying? You, I, you, you feel like that about people. And Brian ain't. Brian is just an inspirational person in the sense that it's all about the work. Right. It ain't about nothing else about the work. They can say what they want, free throws. He ain't clutch, whatever. All this other stuff, you know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna never say he's not putting in the work. And, and he makes it about that. It ain't about mm-hmm. none of this extra shit. It's about what we're doing right now. That court awareness, I know what's going on with everybody. I can read the play before it even starts. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I feel like that's about. That's what that's about in that sense. So I always make that parallel, yeah. So, shit, I guess we could say I do. You know what I mean? I, I look at it like that, man. I don't, I don't mind putting the team on my back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind venturing into the unknown. I don't mind making a connection that wasn't there before. I grew up a real shy child, so I, in the maturation of myself, I just started opening up my mouth. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't scared to do that. I, I, I see that shit like my niggas see the play and can tell other niggas they play. Oh, you don't know who that is? That's number 64 on that team. He went to such and such school. Oh, mm-hmm. I know about that artist. He makes this song. He, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just try to view it all in that way as well. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know every person. I'm watching this nigga. 37, high level of experience, still learning different ways and still adapting and still doing it in different settings. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, come on, man. We need to talk about this shit. Man. It's cold. The GOAT, man. That's the GOAT. That's the GOAT. <laughs> that's the GOAT. So negative to say. I'm about to be like, oh shit. And that's self-awareness, though, brother, man, to at least be able to even express it like that. You know what I mean? So I do radio, so I like hearing people express their mind freely like that that's what's up yeah okay just like um i mean like i told you before uh i've never seen really an artist lay out 
their whole album or EP like this before to where everything is, you know, strategic. What put you in that mindset to where it's like, all right, this is how I need to move with my music and then this will set me apart from the rest? Um, I come from a long line of people that are just like, I guess like detailed in that way. And when I say long line of people, like all of my friends and all of my brothers that I done ventured into music with from 2012 to now, we all just kind of put ourselves in that incubator. Me, Mike, Kendall, Dom, all my brothers, we just like, we got really good at like telling each other what was a good idea and what was a bad one. We got really good at generating ideas very quickly. You know what I'm saying? And we got good at just building that trust with each other that I know my nigga fire, this is gonna be knocked out the park. I know he's great at that and just that building that trust. Mm -hmm. So like when it came to ideas of how we can make our, our singles or our tapes or our videos or whatever great, you know what I'm saying? We were always willing to do something out the box. So just, I've been thinking that way for 10 years, even when social media wasn't what it was now and was buzzing to that extent, we were just always thinking in that way, just like the photos should look like this, the visuals should have this aesthetic, this, that, and the third. So just that attention to detail and just loving your shit that much. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what really plays a part in that. If I didn't believe in what the fuck I was doing, I'd be able to type that long ass document out about every single bro. idea I had. Bro. You feel me? Yeah. So just like I feel like that comes with that. If you don't, you're not really that serious if you can't do that. Facts. Facts. I mean, some niggas can't even tell me, I don't know, I just made that shit, bro. It just you know what I'm saying, it hit and you I could love all the lyrics and really feel you, but you can't really tell me why you came from that place. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then that'd be niggas who three, four years in, they don't really wanna do this shit no more. They mm -hmm. don't really wanna you know what I'm saying? So it's just like about how inspired you are about your shit. That's how I feel about Miles when he dropped that swear to God. I asked him, I'm like, yo, what's going on with the with the album with the with the cover art? Because it's my it's my old church. Mm. And there's that story behind that. Why, you know, mm. this is what it is. And I feel like when you were up there um yesterday, mm. uh, just like you were saying, you had to get into a certain bag. You can't just be a rapper up there. This is a poetry night as well. Mm. Um do you feel like what what when you come with that, uh, is with it like... With God or with the set? No, with the set, with the okay. set. Do you come like, there's there's like a storytelling aspect that you have to uh, come with other than just the presence and shit like that? Um, I mean, I'm a storyteller naturally. That's that's my go-to. That's how, that's how I rap. That's how I make my song. My song. I don't... I'm not as creative as people would think. I just rap really good, but I tell stories. I have to live a little bit and have experiences and then recollect them and lifestyle lifestyle stuff you feel me but a lot of times it just be cerebral stuff that i'm kind of breaking down to you because you can't see what's in my mind so i'm giving you what i'm thinking about but i'm not creating stuff in my head i'm giving you experiences so um but as far as the the set goes it was it really is not too much of a thinking it's kind of just more of my the one time i get to truly just freely flow you know what i mean i've got a couple you know, I, mean, I know what I'm going to do because I rehearse a lot. Right. But beyond that, though, it's not a plan of action. It's not a, a preconceived notion. It's just get up there and do what you do best, and that's entertain. I'm an entertainer. I'm a class clown. I'm a attention whore as a kid. You know what I mean? I wasn't a shy kid. I was a attention whore. I was the kid always making everybody laugh. I'm the kid always making everybody smile. I'm the radio guy. I, uh, I take phone calls on the air. I'm goofy. I, I host events. I host parades. I do X, Y, and Z. I work with the kids. So it's just give that same energy that you give to every other aspect of your life. Right. You know what I mean? So, no, it's not too uh, not too planned out, I don't think. When it comes to 
both of you guys making y'all music and stuff because I've been seeing this lately. Like um, everybody's been making trendy music, or it's just what is in the now. When it comes to you guys making y'all music, do, uh, do you guys follow the algorithms and look at that, or when you say the algorithms, like, like the trend? That, yeah, the trend. Just basically, you know, oh, these trap beats are hot right now. Let's go ahead and just grab some trap beats and. I don't really look at it that way because I don't view my music that way and I don't view how I, how music is created in that way. Um, you'll hear how someone will tell you how they feel about music and how they talk about it. Mm. So like you'll hear people talk about like, yeah, we got to get this going so we can go here. or It's just that kind of song for that. Or I was just on, I was I wanted this kind of vibe. Uh, mm-hmm. That just means you're manufacturing something happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like even when it comes to music, they're like, and music changes. Um, I feel like my music is very rooted in where my love for rap comes from. I've always had a way with words. I've been rapping since I was 12, 13 years old. And before that, I just, I'm writing inclined. You know what I'm saying? I was a communications major in college. It's just mm-hmm. always been what I've been great at. So when I started applying it to something I love just much as I love rap, I just noticed like, damn, I catch lyrics different. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or something like that. So it all stemmed from where your love for that shit is. So I don't really never feel like I need to do some new shit when it's happening. You know what I'm saying? I enjoy a lot of new music. You know what I'm saying? I might have grew up listening to Nas and Raekwon and shit, but I grew up listening to Gucci Man and Yo Gotti and shit like that too. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that balance. You don't you don't owe nobody that balance. That duality is at the discretion of yourself, bro. Mm. Like I don't have to do shit that people feel like I should be doing right now. Cause don't so don't. They'll still be surprised when you do some new shit. You know what I'm saying? People feel like they probably hearing me do some new shit now, but little niggas might think they know exactly what Miles Low what music sound, sound like. like yeah. Little do they know that's your two year old way or your one year old way. Exactly. You, you've already evolved, so I don't feel like I have to. You know what I'm saying? Prove to you, hey, mm-hmm. I'm with the new shit right now. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm I can do that too. You know what I'm saying? You just gonna hear it, and I do it as I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? I work with a a, a good like amount of producers that just do different things. So I get, I, I've gotten a great boom bat beat from somebody who has plaques for trap music. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it just depends on mm-hmm. how you view what you're creating. I think so. Now I ain't never felt a need to chase the wave, but if I like some shit, I'll implement it and I'll do it my way, so that I ain't looking back at myself like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. What about you? I've had periods where I've tried it, intent like you said, with the intent of like you know, let's just see what you can pull out of the. Mm-hmm. Out of the uh, out that's of the, the only way though. Yeah, I was making songs with tune just to see how I sounded with the shit. My engineer just used to have to turn it on. Right, you know what I'm saying, and, and slide it into me. Mm-hmm. Then I started being like, nah, my voice has so many different things. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And the thing is though, too, it, it's as of late, I really uh, have been. What's the word? I feel good about making my music, and I do it with confidence because I see now so many people that are making it by being themselves. They don't have to chase this certain sound. I've seen the D Smokes pop up and stay in their lane. I've seen the uh, Toby and Wigways pop up and stay in their lane, authentically themselves. The Griseldas stay in their lane. They don't have to deviate. Larry June, they they got their lane. They got what they're good at. They got what they love to do. And they selling out the country with their art. So, and once I started seeing that and realizing that it's not always about what it looks like on Instagram or what it looks like on these award shows or what it is popping at Dre's, my whole confidence went back up. So, 
no, I, I can't I can't chase the sound no more. You gotta like you say you gotta be authentic to yourself before you look up and be like, damn, this is what my twenties represented. This is what my thirties represented. No, I gotta. If you're looking at your shit long term, if you're truly viewing what you do as a body of work, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I've been releasing music since 2012. I'm only 25 years old. So I'm able to listen back. To, a lot of people have been able to grow with me. And, mm-hmm. and I can go back and listen to my high school mind and my college one and my young adulthood one to now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like. You know, Storyline. You know what I mean? And you, you can look back at yourself and probably one laugh, but two be like, damn, I, I was really making the most of that. You know what I'm saying? I was really pulling out everything I could from that time. You know what I'm saying? If that time comes with a certain sound, then it does. I watch my music get aggressive, go from aggressive to, like, calm to, like, now it's more so, like, it's thoughtful. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. I got a few mustard beats. You know what I mean? <laughs> Type beats that I spit bars, bars over. Some, some bounces. Yeah, there's some bounces in there. Yeah, a little... We got some weak attempts. Right. But it's like, it's just so, like, we. I heard that beat. Oh, okay, I like that shit. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And then, that ain't us yet. You know what I mean? We... It hasn't developed into that yet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I ain't know what to do with that beat yet. Exactly. Kobe got some misses online, man. It's all good. Everybody misses sometimes. They say Brown wasn't clutch. I'm just, I'm just saying that again. Who was the king of game sevens? I'll wait. I'm saying that's the king. I'm a motherfucking <laughs> gang, nigga. Gang, nigga. Laker I'm a, gang, nigga. I'm a motherfucking problem. Laker gang, nigga. Your team? I don't watch basketball. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I watch football, though. Football team? Miami. Oh, shit. Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. Seven game seven game win streak? Don't do that. You know? Only team in history to, you know, lose seven, win seven. You know? You know? In the playoffs? Shout out to Jamar Chase. He doing it. He dogging. Jamar Chase for the Bengals. Oh, Bengals, yes. We in our mode. That's Joe Burrow, though. He throwing that thing. We in our mode right now. It's okay. We've been yeah, waiting. Somebody got to catch it. We've been waiting for a fresh it. energy. You feel me? Yeah. And we deserve it. I grew up in the, in the, if you want to say the golden era of the Bengals. I grew up. And Cinco. I grew up seeing Who's Chad running down shit? the street in old schools. I grew up, you know what I mean? We grew up running in the linemen and shit like that and just being outside and just really getting to enjoy that energy from when we was fire. See, how, um, how, how was that growing up in a football town? Um, like that, because I mean Vegas, Vegas is just now it. getting it, yeah. and I ain't seen not a nigga out. All I've seen is these niggas get arrested. Oh God, y'all turned up right now, but it's like, like but it, we knew that was gonna happen though. We uh, talked oh, yeah, about that for fact. years. That's like, man, that's if anybody come to Vegas, it's it's a wrap. That's why they came. But the Vegas. hockey team came out here and they've been that's hockey. Right. That's hockey. That's hockey. What? And that's I, hockey. I'm, a, I'm gonna come. On oh, if we bring the niggas out here, I'm gonna come on record as saying this, man. As a person who loves sports, loves design, loves everything involved, brother, Las Vegas Knights have the Worst logo I have ever fucking seen. You don't like that shit? Hell no. That is just the worst bland color logo ever. You know the gold, saying? black, and red? Gold, black, like red, little, little uh, platinum silver that right shit there. Platinum sauce. Chanel. Because I, uh, I like jerseys and shit, man. And I'm like, man, I. I bro, get, that jersey hard. That jersey nice. I'm that like, jersey hard. I'm like, I get a Larry Johnson UNLV jersey or some shit, but I ain't finna fuck with these. So you gonna get a UNLV jersey over a Golden Knights jersey? Hell I'll get a Larry Johnson one too. I get him I'll there. Get a Greg, I'll dig up a Greg Anthony UNLV jersey and wear that bitch before I wear. Is that it. when UNLV was good? Um, that was when they was the Greg supposed Anthony? best team. They're like supposedly the, what the one of the best. Stacey Ogman, yeah, all that yeah. shit. Yeah, the best one of the, that was like the best college basketball. Yeah, they had, they had a, uh, a documentary and shit yeah. about them. Yeah, no, I mean I just love sports in that way. Before when I was a kid. 
My dad used to make me watch. He'd be like, man, this little nigga know all Shaq rookie stats. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. I was just that tapped in like that, man. I got all the, yeah, I'm just a little encyclopedia with that shit. See, I am not really that good with sports. I tried to dive into it just because Pops was like, you know. But it was kind of like a forced thing. It wasn't really a. You got to take to you it gotta how you ha- take to it. Yeah, yeah. What sport did you play? I, I forced, he forced football. Okay. But I love track. Okay, Word. So I follow, I mean, I follow as much as I could. I try to follow college a lot. Um, but it was like at a point where it was like, I'm seeing these guys, but then I'm not seeing these guys right after. You know, there's no follow up yeah. unless you go to the Olympics and not, none of really, yeah. you know, it's they very don't really slim feel pickings. like there's any kind of like, ain't no league. Yeah. Ain't no league. Yeah. They need, they need a track league for real. You know, so, let me, if, cause if they had that, listen, niggas, nigga, I would be stretching every day. I'd be in that bitch. I ran. I ran the 200. You ran Alex? And I ran the 400. And I ran the 400 in like 50, 50. Yeah. Something, something light. And then I ran the 200. My fastest time in the two was a 21. But that's that's weak sauce. I should have been, you know what I mean? I could have been better. Like I, play, I play baseball and I play basketball. But they have leagues outside of. Like, um, college and shit like that yeah, for that. Yeah, but, like, I definitely feel like had I stayed at baseball, I was first baseman, I was catcher, I was very good at baseball. Mm-hmm. I was cool at basketball, but I got better at basketball when, when we realized I wasn't getting any taller. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. 6'1", so that don't mean shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I got better at playing at baseball once, basketball once I was, like, older in college and 6'1", shit. niggas talking about ain't shit. I'm 5'9". I mean, in terms of, like, NBA, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Allen yeah. Iverson is 6'1". Really, uh, probably yeah. six feet. You know what and saying? then and every time they be putting nice these the niggas list. next to each other, I thought um, uh, Steph Curry was short. No, My like whole, bro, yeah, I'm thinking this nigga short just because he's standing next to these big ass niggas, not realizing these niggas are just giants. Yeah, no, no, he about six two. But like, I mean, I was I was really good at baseball, so I had I had a time to fall in like love with a sport, and I love basketball so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I love that shit. My grades were so bad freshman year, I didn't even touch the court, but I made the team. <laughs> Who your <laughs> baseball team? Uh, when I played. Cincinnati? No, who is your baby? Uh, like, the Reds and the Yankees, bro. Oh, I should have fucking. So the Reds yeah. and the Yankees. Uh, I, I was growing up. I just was deep into them. Um, I looked at a lot of first basemen, though. So I used to be in like Ryan Howard. I was in the mm-hmm. Jim Tomey. I was in the um. Man, uh, you need to go to talk smack with Mac. You talk to Mac yet? Yeah, I ain't, I'm about I, to say go talk. They're like you need to go we, talk we, smack we gonna, with Mac. I told him I was gonna get. Okay. I was gonna get on there. So we need to set that up for real. For real. Me and Mac both been suffering fucking with the Lakers, man. But like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it is what it is. Like, yeah, I was, I, was, I was in the baseball. When I was playing in Cincinnati, the Reds Community Fund had, like, sponsored everything. So we had, like, new fields and shit. We got to, like, practice on the mm. ballpark field before, try to run up the wall, all that kind of, like, shit like that. So, like, yeah, but we was getting our ass busted by, like, you know, like, some good-ass, like, teams that was also, like, funded well. You go to their shit, that shit look like mm. motherfucking Like Bishop Gorman. Oh, God, you know, whatever. What, what's that? Bishop Gorman? Yeah. It's high a high school. school. But they they be on ESPN and shit every other day. They're one of them like top five. Just one of them high 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 level facilities. You know what I'm saying? They had that's where Demarco Murray went. They had a pitching net. You know what I'm saying? They was over there. They had their own little bullpen where they was throwing just all kind of little cool little shit that we ain't have. We was coming from little hood charter programs Mm -hmm. and shit. You know what I'm saying? Quick know what I do on that motherfucking hardwood. Quick can't play basketball. Can That's Quick play basketball? That's a motherfucking fact. I ain't know till he got there, nigga. I ain't know till he Quick got there. 
We was acting like we was finna catch wreck wreck. I'm ready. I done showed up. Really, nigga? That's how that nigga just looked at me. I was like, oh shit, man. It's okay. It's okay. You can't hoop quick? I bad. Do he look like he can hoop? No, 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 I ain't gonna act, I ain't gonna do my nigga like that, we ran some games, you know what I'm saying, and this is all our first time hooping together, I'm not a nigga that's big, like, loud about hoop, I just play, you yeah. know what I'm saying, so, like, I know, definitely can't play worth for shit, so I'm just talking shit, type shit, but, like, no, 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 my nigga, he coming off an injury, you feel, we gotta respect it, you know what I'm saying, this nigga put it like Tim Duncan, on my mama, Tim Duncan won the best of all time, that's your goat, bro, yeah, I, on, on me, but this nigga <laughs> play, he, he give me so much shit, because we play 2K, and I, that's some whole other shit. This nigga play like Tim Duncan to a T. Mm. Mr. Fundamental type shit. Tim Duncan don't shoot threes, though. But mm. he could. He didn't, but he could. I don't know if Timmy could shoot a three, but like I'm Tim Duncan with a three-pointer, that's probably that's probably accurate. I'll give you that. Tim Duncan with a three, that's, that's not dangerous, right? Nasty. Niggas said. That's what my player is. That's supposed to be dangerous, I just, right? I just, I just go that's out there a, and I, I just like to play, man. I just niggas love hoop, man. That's an all-around two-way or something like that, dude. That's a we ain't gonna two commit K to that we shit, dog. <laughs> I just do what I can when I can do it. Did your pops play ball? Um, yeah, my pops did play ball. I don't think he played in like high school or anything that long. My pops is six four, so he definitely hooped. I grew up. Uh, he a nigga just take us to Nassau Park and we'll go. That's where I learned how to play. And, like I done seen my daddy dunk and shit like that. Yeah, on some real cool shit. He definitely played. See, my dad played football. He made it kind of far. He he ended up. Let my pops tell it. He was motherfucking. That that dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He did have a nice ass little uh, jumper. But yeah. yeah, man. I seen my dad play football one time, and I was like, Yeah, he probably don't want to take me out here no more. Cause it's like that nigga was aggressive. That nigga was aggressive. I used to get them and yells. Yeah, bro. nigga yelling at me off the field, nigga. How yeah, you yelling like, at me from the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all that fucking pressure. Yeah, Good. I think that's what it was too. It was a lot of pressure, and I really wanted to be like, "Well, he played ball, so it's like, let me follow them footsteps. Let me be, you know, right behind them." I couldn't do it. Everybody want their kid to be D one. I ain't. I don't even got a kid, and I want my kid to be D one. I only want to have D one babies. You feel me? <laughs> well, with that, are you gonna send them to an HBCU like a lot of these uh, student athletes are doing right that now? That ain't D one. I mean, what? hey man, Someone in, in the years want. coming, if you they, if they turn up and 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 send them Jackson things State, move, Coach the Prime, way, the way things are going, you know what I'm saying? It's a possibility. They not D one? No, hell no. No HBCU is D one. Not football. So, Didn't know that. But like it just depends. I gotta send them where they want to go, but it but it have to be something that's conducive to what they want out of the situation. You feel me? No. I wouldn't raise no kid that would get to that point in time in their life and not know what the fuck they want to do. Right. I'm not that kind of guy. So like. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. know at that point we'd be moving smooth about it, but even in that same vein, LeVar Ball was a genius. He may not like the LeVar Ball, but he was a fucking genius. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, it's so, smart. So, like, being able to just be that in tune with your kid, yeah, people look at what they got going on as a lack of parenting. Why the fuck even worry about somebody raising a kid anyway? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Niggas probably raised us ways other people. Boy. You know what I'm saying? But, like, being able to tap in, like, look, I can get you here. You just got to put in that work. And that's day. That's being day in and day out with your kid, whether people realize that or not. All like, his kids. Even, at least we had niggas yelling at us from the fence. That's you feel a fact. Me? So, yeah. I feel like if you don't got that man, that discipline, that shit is 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 vital. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You still need that growing up, and that's what's. Listen, I got kids. I got two, and I feel like 
motherfuckers be looking at me. I'm like, listen, discipline is a thing as well as um, receiving, you know, that boys and all that other shit. You know what I mean? You can't just feed them with the love and shit like that without, you know, a stern hand. You know what I mean? I feel like all kids need that shit. You need both. It's a balance. That's how, that's how I was raised. Look at me. Nigga, you made it. Product. <laughs> yeah. But what y'all got? Um, so we know away games coming soon. Tim Tax Mall. What you got coming? You um, got anything coming? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, working on a project I want to call uh, In the Beginning. Dot, dot, dot. In the Beginning. And, like, get it back to where, like I said before in the last one, man, I sat down a couple days ago with you, man. Like, I had to literally strip my entire style down to get happy with it again. Right. Um, not that I wasn't happy with it, but just, you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't do the... Even your phone needs to update every couple weeks. You know what I mean? I feel like I haven't updated my mindset for the music in a while. I haven't updated my style. I haven't, uh, you know I mean? I haven't updated my direction in a while. So I kind of really had to take this whole last year moving to L.A. And like my man said, being in, in a way game. You know what I'm saying? I don't got no family out there. It's literally just me by myself working and, and grinding. I'm necessarily on the music, but on the work side. But the alignment that comes with it, the networking that comes with it, the opportunity that comes with it, and... I had to get it to where it's like, yo, I'm back to where I'm rapping out of. And that's the thing, too, when you're away and you solo and you're a storyteller like myself, all you're doing is telling, you know what I mean, stories of struggle and trying to figure out the shit in your head. Right. But I had to get back to where it's like, yo, I'm happy with it. I'm back to talking my shit. I'm back to my battle rap ways. I'm back to barring shit down. I'm back to, you know, except that confidence that I finally am getting back. That's so, what I wanted to talk to you yeah. about, too, the battle rap. The battle rap? Yeah. What about the battle rap? Um, I, I'm, I'm an avid fan. You okay. I'm saying? I started out battle rapping before I was recording. So mm. like, yeah, I, when I even got hip to you and we had met each other that one day, I was mm. like, Pete, you used to battle. Mm. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I be tapped that in. Was, that was so fun ago. That was so long ago, man. That's that's my 10-year challenge. I was 16. I had my biggest battle of my life. Hit like probably like 17 million views now. The highest viewed English-speaking battle yeah. of all time. Bigger than all the smack shit. Bigger than all the. I'm about to say you killing Shotty and Arsenal and everything. It's killing all of them. Oh, that's, that's the biggest. Yeah. That's most views. Bro, it's like who 18. Who, who did it's you like battle? 18 million. <laughs> yeah, who did you battle? God damn. It was uh. So I was 16. Yeah. It was a dude, uh, little homie. He was 14. His name Lil Sexy. Okay. But on, <laughs> no, 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 for real. On God, that's his government name. His government name is Sexy oh. Versace Lewis. That's the homie's oh, government. Oh, set him up right. They set him up right. Is it sexy with a Y or I? Sexy with two X's and a Y. Two X's. <laughs> Road call was going stupid. So, it's a 16 million views. Okay. 10 years ago. Let's go to URL. Oh, no. Nah, there's not. I don't think there's anything on URL with not, 16 million. Not that much. And, and I love URL. Sort by most popular. 8.7 million Hitman to Surfing Surfing Hitman. Okay. You know what I mean? Calico and Lux, 8.1. So they got numbers, but I mean... In- Shotty and Arsenal was... that. Was, who was that? How long ago was that, though? This was 10 years ago. Was How long ago was that one, though? The Calico and one? That's 8.7 million. Oh, that's seven years ago. Seven years ago, my bad, right. Seven Calico years and Lux? Calico and Lux was six years ago. Hitman and Surf was seven years ago. Lux and Clips got a lot of views really fast. Yeah, 
Bro, like, this is me. Like, th- these people are more consistent to me, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? They got the bigger fan base, bigger career, but, uh, yeah, me and Lil Sexy, truthfully, it's in the title. It's 16 year old versus 14 year old. And it's, you know what I mean? It was a marketing thing, and it right. went viral. It really went viral, but. But you don't have other battles as well as you got older, yeah. Right. No, actually, I kind of stopped when I hit, like, 18. Damn, really? And then I had a, because uh, that was really more of a, I got taken advantage of right then at that point in time. I didn't know, I didn't have my business shit straight together. I'm I'm 16, you know what I mean? My my family don't know about the YouTube shit. They don't know about what I'm getting into. They just know, okay, it's keeping him out of trouble. It's what he like to do. He's good at it. Sure, why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's respectful with it. Sure, we'll put, we'll, 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 we'll feed into it. Yeah, sure, I we'll sign the video. Papers. You was talking to dog crazy. I last battle I had I was twenty. My boy uh J Scott, R. P. J. Scott, he had passed away, committed suicide, and uh he had a battle scheduled that next week before he uh took his life. So I just stepped stepped up to the plate like, hey man, I love the battle you in my man's honor and they agreed to it and we went down and do it, but that was my last battle. Beyond that I wasn't gonna battle anymore. You know what I mean? I was done with it. I, I like being around it, but there's no point when the the love for it's been taken out of you at such a young age. Course, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, I can do it again, but what I the want to is it there? You know, what I mean, I can be motivated to do it, but as far as am I jumping for joy and signing up for it? Hell no, nah, man. It was a phase. It was it was a uh, it's energy. It's energy, and it was yeah. a, it was a moment. You know what I'm saying? It's a moment. It's a time. It's something I had going for me, but you know, what I mean, my mind is focused on something way bigger than that. So. When I did it, it was kind of like, I, I just had so much, I was just like, booming with potential. I was just like, so. Like, you got on camera in battle rap? Or you was uh, just like, there around would, the town, around school type I, battle rap? I would go, there would be like a, uh, there was a production company back home that would have like our like downtown, mm. like stage area every other Saturday. Mm. I would go down there to battle people. I would go to parties, I would battle people. I would go to school, we would battle. I think we battled on top of the lunch table one time, damn near started a riot you know what i'm saying but like i would literally it was just like i had to get i had so much shit i just had to get off and until i started recording and figuring out how to do that in like a controlled way yeah. i just i was ready you know what i'm saying and i feel like you gotta have that in you as a rapper not because like people always be like all right go rap but like just for yourself you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying just always keep your shit sharp, keep your shit so, sharp yeah. so that shit just come with it mm-hmm. I, I love battle rap but i ain't never thought about doing it in that kind of like format i'm just a like bars, so mm. I, I'm tapped in in that way. I mean, I watch niggas with three thousand views and just two two cats you ain't mm-hmm. never heard of, or like how do we go hard and shit, yeah, shit like mm-hmm. that. Just because that's where the tight niggas, you know what mm-hmm. what the hungry niggas, niggas with hunger in it. I, I I came up. It ain't no gas in the rooms. Exactly, it's yeah. bright. Um, I mean, my first song I remember I fell in a hundred percent love with, and changed my life forever was Nas Ethan. You know what I'm saying? So I love talking shit to each other lyrically. You know what I'm saying? And and, and takeovers and the uh, and 50 Cent came and then I tapped in with Cassidy and I tapped in like it's Sirius Jones back in the days yeah. and and uh, Jenny MC and Freestyle Friday on 106 and Park. Like that was what? Yeah. That's the coldest shit in the world. Like, I could like it's I could talk shit about you and and you can't do nothing about it because you can't rap better than me. Oh God. What? My bad, I turned up. No, was, that's was, what you're supposed yeah, to do, yeah. man. Doing that's like a radio freestyle is like probably one of like my coolest things. The fact that I mm-hmm. did the, the 101.1 the Wiz radio freestyle, mm-hmm. like at home, mm-hmm. niggas heard that shit on the radio and I didn't even know they was calling me. Yeah, 
know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we grow up watching that, or that's like a, that's like the pinnacle of being on flex or some shit like that. Yeah, that shit back home, being able to get that energy. And I was rapping over whole beats and premiere beats on the radio. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? I go back and watch that shit just to remember the fucking happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, that's just like that's one of the points. Like loving rapping that way gets you like that. Mm-hmm. Battle rap shit definitely dear and dear. I just wanted to see who you liked, who you was fucking with and shit, because I knew you did it. Mm-hmm. Who did I like or who do I like? Who do you like? Right now, my favorite is JC. I think JC got the coldest pin, JC's word for word, nice. in my opinion. I'm not going to ever take JC being nice. Over surf? Hell yeah, over surf. Over surf. Surf be saying some shit, but it ain't, it's. It's what? It's not like JC, brother. Oh my God. It's not like JC. I love JC. I, I love surf. Surf is cold. There's so many different styles of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's really all about a preference. If you want to go like lyricist for that regard, I guess if you want to say like in that way, like witty. But nah, I can't even. Surf is so versatile, bro. And it's like just because he applies it in that aggressive manner doesn't take away the technique of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, it's like the LeBron James of that. He's so well-rounded everything. He doesn't have a a true weakness. But I think he can be overmatched. I think somebody like Geechee get up there and talk shit to him. You already fuck Geechee. You know what I'm saying? I think. I'm just saying, best for best. Best for best, I like Geechee a little more than Surf. Best for best, I like. That comes down to your style of rap, though. Right, yeah. But that doesn't mean Surf is wax. By all means, Surf's one of the the dogs, one of the goats. I would would be be nervous standing in front of Surf, truth be told, because he's just that good of a battle rapper and he's that much of a perfectionist of his craft. But. But JC? JC say some, some. some connect some wild shit together. Well, what's the craziest bar you've ever heard, dog? Like, bar you just like, damn, that shit is nuts. Mmm. For me, it's that dude with Av. He said 30 under the 40. This is an improper fraction. I'm like, God. Mm. <laughs> he said that real smooth, too. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. ugh, nigga, God damn. That's when he battled the white boy. Nah, he said that when he was battling chess, That's I think. Oh, that was him and chess? I think that was him and chess. Because he got to battle with none of them. No, maybe it was Rum Nitty said One of them niggas. But a nigga like that who's punch heavy, it's hard. It's hard. But that nigga Nitty, though. Like, I'm, I like punchline niggas, mm. but like, sometimes I need you to do more than that. You know what I'm saying? Got you. And, and, that's, and that's why niggas like JC end up losing a lot of battles, because mm-hmm. you're not, you're, your bars aren't hitting the same way as uh, everybody else's whole exactly. catalog and their whole performance is. So... But that's a wild. I don't. I listen. I've listened to so much battle rap over the years, man. I can't name my it, favorite boy. It'll take so really so long. First one that pops into my head, my boy said, "If one gun don't get it done, I got another one." That's two arms swinging around. I'm playing double dutch, big ass gun. When I pick it, better buckle up. The gun's so big, my silencer is another gun. That was my nigga Jay Scott. <laughs> R.I.P. Jay Scott, man. Who said that? My man Jay Scott, my that's boy. That's kind of crazy. That's stupid. At 18, 19 years old. Yeah, because you're thinking in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, I love that shit. I like that but, shit, man. I, I don't know who crazy. You know who, uh, you the block happened Yep. Mm-hmm. That nigga said, I even diluted PTP. I can walk on water. So can I. So can I. I. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, nigga. What is wrong And you with really you? speak to this mm-hmm. nigga. I got to watch him more. He really, he really, he been trying to get me. I, I had kind of tapped out about it. I rap. said, and after the, we met, I started digging. The the tool got a big nose like that Kaepernick dude, mm-hmm. 
and I lift arms to your face like Kaepernick do. Your girl trip, I cap her, and I'm a Kaepernick too, and then stomp you out smooth like Kappa kids do. Like, Who said that? That's you? That was your boy, man. When that was your boy, man. When I went on this page, I seen that video when I went on your page, right? Mm-hmm. That's the one on your page? Yeah, I seen that. That was, that was the last battle I did when Jalen died, yeah. Like that. I rap, man. I really rap, bro. But yeah, I'll see the link to that, man. Yeah, do that. Miles Lovers active on YouTube right now. Go stream that shit, man. A H A T A hat. Shout out to Vegas, man. And that's what I peeped because I I've watched it so much. I've got just I've learned like okay, A hat is most of the West Coast. Kind of, if I'm watching the Danny Myers battle or some yep. shit, it's generally on that like platform. Where, I remember when Danny first started battle rap. He just battled Tay Rock last night. He did. Mm-hmm. He. I'm only seeing his clips though. I'm like everybody just acting like Danny Myers just went stupid on Tay Rock. Yeah, that nigga Tay Rock. Tay Rock snaps. That's the thing. Like, some people rap great. Some people snap. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Tay Rock's one of the people that just snap. Mm-hmm. Briz Rothstein just snaps. Go he ain't saying too much, but he'll snap. He's got some of the craziest bars I've ever heard. Briz? But Daylight as well. I look at Briz like somebody that had a like lot of potential, though. though. Briz has a, had a potential to do that in a bunch of different ways than me. And it was getting overpowered by how much aggression he raps with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I watched, I watched him from when, like... When he battled DNA and all that kind of mm-hmm. shit to um, just like he, him getting better to where he handled Arsenal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you just, breathing is everything, dog. If you don't know how to breathe when you rapping, mm-hmm. your bar is not going to sound as cold. The whole you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You'll watch that nigga sweat through the whole round, but then once you get an idea of how you want to do your shit and you can get on your Aretha Franklin shit and take yeah. short breaths and all that shit, mm-hmm. then yeah, you, you start snapping. One of the mm-hmm. niggas that I look at, though, I ain't going to come clean just to have this conversation because I look at, uh, I think A-Verb's an amazing rapper. I think he's a supremely amazing rapper. I think I think A-Verb is cold. You know what I'm saying? A-Verb, yeah. he cool. And he Verb, cool. Verb beat Mook. That's what I wanted to say on, on Cam. Verb beat oh. Mook. What's up? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sick of Mook doing that 2006 shit, bro. Oh, my God. You supposed to battle an easy block happy. That would have been nasty because from he what was, you keep telling me about this smoked. nigga, I think I may have watched one easy to block battle. I think it was a PG battle though. Like, you gotta watch it. That new you know what I'm saying? Like I gotta see him really go off. Him versus Chess, that's one you gotta watch. That battle like, was so I, I think Bird beat Mook. I think it's a lot of niggas that like that gave Mook a run for their money. Yeah, gave Mook a The thing is, their their styles. I don't want to say it's dated, but that's just their style. They're not. It's a, it's yeah, a different it's draft never class. Take you know what I'm saying? Form, yeah. Exactly. You know, Dwight Howard not gonna become a. Uh, a shooting center just because center shooting out. You know what I'm saying? That's just what that's what Mook is. That's what Lucky. He can try. You know what I'm saying? He'll hit one. Or, he'll hit one or two throughout the the yeah, month. Yeah, and like that's okay. He got around. I'll never say he he, he got thirty. Yeah, but like, I don't. You said he beat Tay Rock. You saw Mook and Tay Rock. Yeah, he beat Tay Rock. He pulled a lot of skeletons out the closet, and that's the part of it too. If you got the news, that's gonna win the. If you got the haymaker in your pocket, but like, like you said, Tay Rock is snapping, and I want, I want Surf's like wittiness and and creativity to rub off on Rock, and it is, but it's not doing it in a certain kind of ways that I want as him, with him as a rapper, because mm. I feel like Tay Rock can be a lot more intricate in what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's fun. Mm. Like I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? What is it? He's the second round killer or something like that. His second yeah, round is always round it. But like, I think Rock can be a lot. Cause, cause, um, didn't rock? Nah, rock. It was somebody. Daylight. Battle daylight. That battle is Daylight. Tay Rock. Tay Rock versus Daylight. That's Tay yeah. Rock's best showing ever. In 
You know what I'm saying? It was one of the ones, yeah. Cause, but you weren't going to rap with Daylight and not have to go up there. I think he needs to be up there all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're battling some of these people that just have more range than you, I love Calico. Calico fucked Rock up, if I'm keeping it a thou well. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because, like, you got to be able to rap on that level when you can't just yell at me and tell mm-hmm. me you're going to shoot me. I'm going to be able to say something that's going to stick in your motherfucking soul when you drive home. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be able to say it in a better way mm-hmm. than you just telling me what you're going to do to me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You got to you gonna have to go up a level for niggas. And as long as you stay on that level, you're just going to be having cage matches. You ain't going to be having matches for the title. You know the the thing is, too, I don't think there's anybody out there who's unbeatable anymore, though. True. Because there's been eras where it's like, man, you... I've never looked at them as unbeatable, though. Everybody gonna take their ears. I don't see nobody. There's been some people last some runs. Like, right now, I don't see nobody beating Surf, to be honest. But, but the Surf, only person that really had a chance was New Jersey Tortoise. But, but Surf lost the clip. I was say, have you ago. seen. But yeah, you can tell me you've seen him lose recently, Absolutely, though. Like, but when he loses, it's because he isn't prepared. That's my point. So it's not like he can be beat, but if he, every. Like, Best. Some people Everybody don't slip. Some people don't slip though. Some people Ooh. are pre- some people are prepped up. Like Mook, you saying he, he's like the only one that don't slip. Who else don't slip? Mook be ready, but some of that shit just don't. It don't hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't choke, but your shit was ass. Like, so who doesn't slip? Oh, we can talk about this. <laughs> I was like, that's going to be a whole nother. Yeah, I know. Y'all y'all know y'all 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 I was about to say, has <laughs> Lux slipped outside of the Calico battle? Absolutely. He choked yeah. in his last battle. And he chokes. He Lux choked. choked in his last That'd battle. That'd be his fault, too. Yeah. Y'all could definitely talk about battle rap with Nacho. Nacho know about battle rap. You okay. watching that shit. Yeah, man. What up, big dog? Yeah, man. I just wanted to see where your head was at with the battle rap, because I still be tapped in. And since me and him, Matt, we just kind of, I've been making sure I stay here. Mm. He got me up to Yoshi G. Mm-hmm. Is there any female battle rappers? Yoshi G. Oh, oh, okay. Yoshi G. Jazz. Mm-hmm. There's some spitters out there. There's some spitter females out there, man. It's just, uh, I don't know. For myself, though, honestly, as of late, I had to tap out of that. Um, like I said, I got a personal connection. It hurt for a minute, you know what I'm saying, to be watching battle raps. And then I got back into it and lost the homie. So it's like, yeah, for me, I tapped out, but... I still keep my eye on the scene now. Um, shout out to that URL TV app, but that keeps me up to date enough, too. Oh, you got that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, shout out to Battle Rap, yeah, though, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's part of the culture. And that's the thing about Vegas, too. That's part of the Vegas culture is the Battle Rap shit, man, because we really we really gave the West Coast a jump start when nobody was fucking with the West Coast, and it was all East Coast shit and, and uh, the grind time South type shit. Like, there was nobody really out here on the West. There was no super big... L.A. Battle League until A-Hat really kicked off, and we got the Cali Division popping. We got right. Danny Myers popping. His first battle was an A-Hat. Geechee Gotti's first battle was an A-Hat. All them niggas' first battle was A-Hat. So. I didn't know A-Hat was hmm? A-Hat, A-Hat had a movement, bro. We had a cool run. I, I, I know, like, the brand, but I did not know about well, you got You got to think, too, though. Like, it's 10. That's 10. I've battled 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I started battling, like, this third-year reunion. So, yeah, man, so it's, it's, it's culture right here. And it branched Utah, out. Utah, Texas, Texas so uh, Oregon, Washington. Yeah, it started okay. in Vegas at the uh, at the uh, park by the West Las Vegas Library oh, on the basketball court. Nov and Artisan and battling in, in barbershops and then at uh, then at CSN when it was CCSN and tire shops and shit. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
but then it started getting gimmicky. You know what I mean? Then it's like after my battle really blew up, they were kind of like hunting for the titles. Like it was a chick named Stud Famous. Yeah, Stud Famous, uh, uh, Dyke Chick. Soup, she can rap her ass off too, but one time for a prop, she brought a, a strap on and threw it on the ground. And everybody's like, oh shit, this, I just won the battles with the prop. But all the title says is lesbian pulls out strap out, strap on in a battle. Okay. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> but, but it does, and it does numbers. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, I think, say, I think I've seen that. You feel me? Yeah. Like, yeah. But that waters down, you know what I mean, my, my homegirl's brand. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? There was a, a, a tranny that battled. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the name? No Shame. That was the name, No Shame. That's but name. you feel me? But yeah. all you put in the title is first tranny in. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you watering yeah, down yeah. the brand of these, yeah, yeah, of these yeah. artists and shit. So 16-year-old versus 14, you ain't going to put the, ti- the name in the titles. Right, right, right. You're going to put it in the description, but... It, you know what I mean? Luckily, I was one of the first ones to really pop off, so they kind of still resonated with my previous battles, but still, man, yeah, it it, it started out here, but, you know, I think that's kind of what sabotaged it, in my opinion. I didn't even know the history on it. I just had always, I watched enough battles to have watched Ahab battles. Mm-hmm. Vegas mm-hmm. shit, man. Vegas shit, man. Vegas shit, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the city, man. Stay you in the city, man. Stay in the city, man. What it is. Come on, man. The podcast. We got to be over here. Oh? We got to be moving. We got to be working. We got to be shaking the city up. You know what it is. You feel me? So, go ahead. Let the people know where they can find y'all. Um, let them know what's coming up next. Mm. You know? At Miles Low Music, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, working on this project in the beginning. I'm working on dropping, you know, more consistently a couple more songs uh, a month. Um, Are you going to do that? I'm, I'm, so yeah, like I said last time, I'm, I'm aiming for something sustainable for myself because I realized that to reach a certain level, you got to get in the game. You can be the coldest shooter in the world, but still be at the park and you'll never be Steph Curry. And that's what's up. You know what I mean? You, some people want to just be the coldest nigga at the park. Some people need to be Steph Curry and I need to be Steph Curry. And, uh, so I got to put up some shots. I got to go to the gym. I got to go to the to the AAU tournaments. I got to go to the camps. And so that's why I'm doing something that I can sustain myself, uh, that I can do sustainably. I want to do two tracks a month, releasing a visual a month. And I think that with the money that I got to invest into it, it'll uh, be beneficial for me by the end of the year. With my connections, with the tours I'm trying to get on, with the hands I'm shaking. And with your product. And with my product, man. I don't got to be an EP every month. I don't got to be this, that, and the third. Like, no, nah, my shit is timeless. My shit is cold. My shit's going to resonate with you. So I'm going to give you enough. I'm going to feed you. 2023 is really going to be the hurricane. But right now, it's just all about, uh, like I said, building that foundation brick by brick. So that's what I'm going for. Two a month at Miles Low Music. Tap in with me. Uh, coming to a stage near you. You know what it is. You know what it is. Chris Crooks, you can find me at Chris Crooks with an underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Got a TikTok now. Shout out to Shotzi. I got a TikTok <laughs> now. You can find me on there. And then, um, the music is on all platforms. You feel me? We take care of the business and make sure everything is where it should be for me mm-hmm. accessible. Um, Temp Tag is dropping tomorrow. Like I said, produced by Crew Chef. And we gearing up for me and his fifth full project together. So in the last five to six years. So a lot of good work being done, man. A lot of it done got done out here in the desert. That's what I be calling Vegas. Man. I be calling it Vegas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we working, man. The first Forevermore release tomorrow, January 10th, Tim Tag. We're going to keep shit rolling. Me and the cable guy keep shooting, so I keep take. shooting. So we 
about to have work. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm about to be out here. It's, I've been out here for a year, but now it's time for me to be outside. You feel me? Make a presence. I don't come outside without product, so now it's time to have product in the streets. Facts. Really, um, let them see what Chris Crooks got going on in Vegas and then on the West itself. You feel me? We're going to keep taking the show. Before we go, what's your end goal? My end goal. Your end goal. Because I know you said you got this whole list of, I want to know what the end goal is for you right now. Um. And pertaining to the list that he mentioned, not pertaining to the list. I mean, just as a, as an artist, as a whole. Okay. When when you look at where you at ten years from now, mm-hmm. so you're twenty five. Right. When you're thirty five, where do you think you, your life, music? We think all that's going to culminate you being and doing. I think it's going to culminate into it being the lifestyle that it is for me now, but long lasting. Um, I don't see my mindset going down at all. I think I'm only going to get better. So I, I look at it. And goal, I don't, to me, being the biggest artist in the world would be nice, but I want to have a loyal base. Mm-hmm. A loyal ba- All of my, like, blueprints for what music is ha- had loyal customer bases that they satiated and grew through great marketing and great product. Mm. I only want to deal with who want to deal with me, even when it comes to music. I've never been in your face, listen to my song, go play my song right here, it's right there, boom, boom, boom. I'm not like that. People gravitate to me like you gravitate to me as a person, you take mm-hmm. to me in it. Shit, I want to keep this shit with me all the time. I got joints from 2016, 2018 that people tell me they still play every day right now. Mm-hmm. And the numbers are show. You know what I'm saying? So I, I take that with me. You know, we building something. Dom Kennedy got a song called Real Shit Last, the five-year mm-hmm. theory. You know what I'm saying? Real shit going to last throughout time. And I just want to continue to do that. Bring our business and grow with that. Because what I've come to learn in this year, because I... Basing everything that I did out of home, I had reached a crossroad to where I was like, I'm either going to base myself out of Cincinnati and continue to grow business here, potentially start another business here and just make my lifestyle out of home, or I'm either going to go see what I can do with this thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I took that as me venturing. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I even drove across this bitch, Manifest Destiny. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like, knowing <laughs> that I can take what I do in other places, like with just my voice, whether that's music, whether that's writing, whether that's radio, whether that's mm-hmm. me doing podcasting, whether that's me speaking on the process of making music, me being someone who feel like they done put their 10,000 hours in, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm really certified in that regard, and I've been heralded in that regard, I've been, I've been written about, I've been talked about, it's publicated, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. we've been in museums off of this shit, bro, so it's like, it's a blessing, and I really feel like that's only gonna go higher as my output goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, just like you were saying, man, motherfuckers go back, listen to your old shit. When did you drop uh, Kane and Shree? Uh, 2019. That was like our little pandemic tape, even in the drought, so like 2019. That's the shit I'll be bumping down. Early 2020.